0: Today what I'd love to talk to us about is uh, the firmness of of Scripture today. Um, Peter has gotten to a place where he wants to forewarn those people who were dispersed out of Rome. That's how we started, if you remember. First Peter began, but there was a a, a persecution upon the, the believers in Jesus Christ in Rome, particularly the Jews. And they were dispersed. And so Peter was trying to encourage them. Um, And in doing so, he told them, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, he said, "You you will receive some persecution, he said. But do not be troubled by that, he said. All of us have some sort of persecution to one degree or another. Well, today... Peter is going to let you and me hear where it comes from, from the most part. And that is, it is satanic. But as you're going to learn today, Timothy, excuse me, Paul taught Timothy that it is, also comes from humans, other people who have denied the faith and have moved along and just denied the very essence of our faith in Christ. And I'm sure all of you have family members maybe or friends that do that. I, I, uh, I'm fully aware of, of that. And, and so you and I, Peter is saying, we need to be alert to what is going on around us. And we are to uh, resist th- those things of the devil and stand firm in our faith. I want to read two marvelous verses that Peter throws at us. Now, we have been studying this section from, from verse 4 in chapter 5 of 1 Peter. Did I tell you that's where we were? Please forgive me if I didn't. First Peter chapter 5. We saw from verse 4 to verse 14 that there were 10 attributes that Peter is mentioning. We've taken a look at four of them. We saw that we are to be submissive to one another. I said that uh, to you... Uh, that without submission there's chaos. We are also to be humble. We are told by Peter to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and that he will exalt us at the proper time. We also talked about trust. There needs to be a trust to one another and then self-control, being of sober minded. Well today we are going to take a look at being alert, resisting the devil, standing firm in our faith. Afterwards, in the reme- weeks that I have remaining here, we will talk about hope, worship, faithfulness, and love. That's what Peter is closing this particular book out with. Those attributes. So I want to read with you verses 8 and 9 only. And, and watch what he says. He has told us, verse 8, to be of sober spirit and to be on the alert. He says in verse 8 that your adversary, the devil, prowls about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of sufferings are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Now, he is Excuse me, I'm just jumping right from Scripture into this. But he has told us this before. If you look, if you have a Bible in your hand, and you look across the page at chapter 4, and you read verse 12, he says, Beloved, speaking to the believers, don't be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing were happening to you. In other words, we all go through difficulties. He says, but to the degree, verse 13 of chapter 4, To the degree that you share in the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing, he said, so that also at the revelation of His glory you may rejoice without exaltation. And so what Peter is doing here is he's setting the tone and he's going to tell you and me how to fight off these attacks from the evil one into our lives. Now you're going to have trials. You're going to be persecuted. Those things are going to happen. But he says... He says, above all things, be alert. Resist the evil one. And you resist him by standing firm in your faith. Now, the Bible's clear. Just as Steve told us a little while ago. There is but one faith. There is only one way to God. There is churches and and different denominations and different people that say there are myriads of ways to God. That is not, not, not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches very clearly, there is but one faith. And that is trusting in Jesus Christ. And so we don't make any bones about it. Look, if it was something else, I'd teach you something else. But the Bible doesn't give us that privilege. And we must hold on to the Word of God. We just must. So let's pray and let's get into this. Because this is an exciting, wonderful message. It's a, a little deep. It's a little heavier than, than the others. Because he's talking about Satan and his desire to devour you and me. And that should make you shudder. That should give you reason to to uh, to wonder, what is it that God wants of me in this world in which we live? I think he'll show you today. Peter will. Now, Father, please, would you open up our eyes that we might behold wonderful things that come from your law. Would you move me aside, dear Father, I beg of you, that... Um, that that I don't interfere with anything you want to say through the word of God that let me not speak on my own initiative there's nothing that I need to add to what you've already given us through the word of God so move me out of the way so that I don't interfere with that so that you might minister each of us as you see fit and Lord thank you thank you for uh, the family that just was here Father for uh, for Teresa and for her daughter Noella and for, for Grandpa David and the rest of the family, Father. Just uh, thank you for them. Now bless us, Father. Bless us so mightily that we uh, we will be in awe of who you are by the time we walk out of here, that we are secure in who we are in Christ Jesus. I pray in that name, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I say please, Father, bless us. Amen. Look at um, you and I, know it or not, face a very fierce and spiritual opposition in this world in which we live. We must never become indifferent to the reality of that within our lives. We must be aware of all that is going on around us. We must never let our guard down, because there is a legitimate battle going on for you. For those of us who know the Lord... He cannot touch us. He cannot take away from us our salvation. But what He can do is render us uh, useless. There are so many pastors that have uh, committed sin and been exposed and rightfully so been removed from the pulpit. Uh, I've only got three more weeks, but listen, if you find something on me, you get me out of this pulpit. Don't you dare let me preach another word about thus saith the Lord when I'm not thus saying that the Lord out there in the world in which I live. And so we need to be careful because the, Satan would love to render you inactive in, the, in duty of serving the Lord as well. And so there is a high call to us as believers in Jesus Christ. And so we must never let our guard down. And we must realize that what we are going through is real. Make absolutely no mistake about it. In in verses 8 and 9, we are told to be on the alert. We are also told to resist the evil one. And we are told to stand firm in our faith. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 13 tells us why we are to be alert. Why we are to resist Satan and to stand firm in our faith. It says that we are to encourage. This is Hebrews chapter three verse thirteen. We are to encourage one another. You see, your ministry in in their lives and their ministry in your lives, and so it goes for all of us in this room. Is to encourage one another. It says in Hebrews three thirteen, day after day. In other words, it is a daily battle to walk with the Lord. And he says so that do this is so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So we're to encourage one another. We're, we're to be alert. We're to resist the devil. And we're to stand firm in our faith. Paul says it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. He says, Let no advantage be taken of you by Satan. Do not be ignorant, he says, of his schemes. So what's the best way? Well, Paul puts it really well when he says in, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 excuse me Ephesians six eleven, he says to put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil so what Peter is doing right now and what I'm doing on behalf of the gospel of Jesus Christ is to alert you that there is a battle for your soul and Satan wants to devour you and me the realities of spiritual warfare calls for caution in your life and in my life. And so Peter urges you and me to be on the alert. That word in the Greek is G-R-E-G-O-R-E-S-A-T-E. It means to be watchful. It means to stay awake, be alert. The spiritual forces that assault Christians can come in two different directions we learn from Scripture. One can be direct, and the other one can be very subtle, very indirect. I'll give you the example, Eve. In the first book in the Bible, the third chapter, first verse, Eve is just in the garden area. Satan comes to her in the form of a serpent. And the serpent asks her a question, saying in verse 1, Indeed, has God said you shall not eat from any tree in the garden? Oh, she answers him and said, oh no. He says, uh, from the fruit of the trees of the garden we can eat, except for the one that's in the middle of the garden. In that, God has told us that we should not eat from it, nor touch it, she says, which God never said she couldn't touch it. But she, she said, we should not eat from it, or we will die. Satan says to her, direct attack. You surely shall not die. God knows in the day that you eat from it, you will be like Him. And you're going to know the difference between good and evil. Basically, He is tempting her to, to become like a god, so to speak. To kind of make up your own mind. Who's to tell you what's right and wrong? You're, you're an adult. Learn on your own, basically, is what He's saying to her. And she fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. But the, also the attack Paul teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 that it can be very subtle, very indirect. It says that Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 11:14 that even Satan himself disguises himself as an angel of light. So how do you know the difference? Well, the only way that you and I know the difference of how to to be alert and to resist him. And to stand firm in our faith is to understand what it is the Bible tells us we can and cannot do. That's why we study what we do here. As a caring believer, you and I need one another desperately. We're to maintain a vigilance, a, a, a caution, as the Lord warned His disciples. He said in Matthew twenty six forty one, Jesus said to the disciples, Keep watching and keep praying. So that you may not enter into temptation. He said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So you need one another. That's why you guys, you must make this church established a part of your life. Because you and you need one another. We all need one another to help each other grow in who we are in Christ. So in verse 8, back in 1 Peter chapter 5, Peter identifies Satan. He says, he is your adversary the devil the pronoun your makes the description of who satan is very personal to each one of us it means that satan is not only the adversary of god almighty but he is also the vicious and relentless enemy adversary of you me people who have accepted christ great example in the old testament And it crosses over to the new, Job. I mean, don't you... Job is an amazing, intriguing study of the Word of God. But Job starts off in chapter 1, in verse 6, with a very scary scenario. I, I must admit to you, I'm not understanding all of it yet. I'm still trying to gather more and more information about what took place in this scenario. But it says this, Job, chapter 1, verse 6. It was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along with them. Okay, that's pretty, pretty intimidating. It said, the Lord said to Satan, verse 7, From where do you come? Satan answered him and said, I've been roaming around the earth. I've been walking around on it. (laughs) And that's scary. He is roaming about the earth. The Lord then said to him in verse 8, words that I hope he never says about me. He says to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? Don't you hope he never says, have you considered that guy with a big nose that that preaches on Sunday over at the rock, that guy named John? Have you considered him? Listen to what Satan says, though. Satan, oh, God says about Job. He said, there's no one like him on this earth. God says, Job is blameless. He's an upright man. He fears me. He turns away from evil. And Satan answered and said to God, No wonder. No wonder, God. Does he not fear you for nothing? Have you not, verse 10, have you not put a hedge about him and all that he has? You know what that implies? I've been trying. I've been trying to get to him. But you have a hedge about him. And then he says this, verse 11, Take away that hedge. Put forth your hand now. Touch all that he has. And he will curse you to your face. Satan and God God having this conversation. I mean, read this sometime. And read it thinking through what's being said and and the the impact of this moment. And so the Lord God then said, which I I don't completely understand. He said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only don't put your hand on him. So Satan departed from the presence of the Lord. Satan was close enough to God to rub elbows with them, folks. And interestingly enough, God allowed Satan to confront Job. But never forget, never forget when you're studying this, that God put a hedge about Job. And he limited what Satan could and could not do to him. Just as he does in all of our lives. In the New Testament, Peter ran across a similar scenario. Not the exact same. But the Lord God said in Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 34. The Lord God said, Simon, Simon. That's Peter's name before the Lord changed it. Simon Peter. Simon, Simon, the Lord said to him. Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. I don't know why I laugh. That's scary. Satan has come to me, God said, and he wants to sift you like wheat. But, next verse, verse 32, Jesus said to Peter, But I have prayed for you. I pray that your faith may not fail, and you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. Now we see Peter with the pride that he has. It's a very interesting scenario. You've got to take it in and look at what is going on. Consider Peter and then consider yourself. Peter's these guys of old that walked with God and were really righteous guys, they weren't perfect and neither are you and neither am I. And pride got in Peter's way. And Peter said in verse 33 to the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I am with you and I am ready to go both to prison or death with you. And Jesus brought Peter to his senses and said to him in verse 34, I say to you, Peter, the rooster will not crow today until you have denied three times that you know me. Verses 54 to 62 in that chapter of uh, Luke, chapter 22, Peter did just that. He, he uh he ended up cursing the Lord God. And Satan caused that to happen, in my, my opinion. And so he, he kind of indirectly or directly will affect your life. You need to be careful. You need to be careful what you stand for and, and why you stand for what you stand for. It's important. And you must know what you believe in so that you know what you're standing upon. Satan also accuses. In Zechariah, the third chapter, the first verse, it says Joshua, the high priest, was standing before the angel of the Lord. And it says Satan came and stood beside his right hand and accused Joshua, the high priest. Accusation. The word adversary. Satan is your adversary. It means an illegal illegal, opponent who accuses you. An an enemy who is aggressively hostile against you. Yeah, don't forget, verse 8 tells us that Satan wishes to devour every single one of us if he can. It's interesting to note, though, three times in the New Testament, in the book of John, John chapter 12, John chapter 14, and John chapter 16, three times... Jesus Christ himself calls Satan the ruler of this world. Interesting. Shows us the formidable platform from which Satan launches his assault against believers and the world in its evil ways. So there is no way, though, believer, no way, Christian, that you and I should be or ought to be caught off guard. Make no mistake about it. Satan is coming after you. One degree or another, he is seeking to devour you if he can if he could, so stay alert, resist him, stay firm in your faith. How do you do all that? It's really quite simple, it's profoundly simple. Paul said, which I think is really an overlapping sweeping of this. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 13, he says this, I can handle all things through Christ who strengthens me. Where did Paul get his strength? Where did Paul get his strength? Think it through. He got his strength through understanding and and, and understanding what was written within these pages. Paul came to understand our Lord in his life and was strengthened by the Word of God. And Peter tells you and me in verse 9 of First Peter chapter 5 this wonderful truth by saying, Resist the devil. Stand firm in your faith. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3, 4, and 5, Paul utters these most magnificent words. He says, We walk in the flesh. That's true. But we do not war according to the flesh, Paul says. The weapons of our warfare are not the flesh. Paul says they are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We, Paul says, are destroying speculations... And every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. Now he says these words. Critically important. He says you and I can destroy these speculations that come against us by taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. This is what we do. We take what comes our way. We be alert. We resist the evil one. We take and stand firm in our faith. And so any thought that comes our way, we take that thought captive to the obedience of the Word of God. Here tells you what you can and cannot do. Here within the Bible is your standard for life. Never forget that. Never forget that. Taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ so as to do battle against Satan through the Word of God. Now, I want you to know something. Satan and the demons, for the most part, hide unseen. They do their devious work through human beings. Maybe you've never thought of this before. But I say to you, you ought to be careful of any of your shady friends or acquaintances that try to drag you down. Be careful. Be careful of them. Here's what Paul said to Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1. Listen closely. 1 Timothy 4 1. Paul says to Timothy and to all of us, he says the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, explicitly says in the latter times, we are in those times. These are the latter times. So the Spirit of God's says explicitly to you and me that some are going to fall away from the faith. Now, that some isn't talking about demons. It's talking about human beings who are going to fall away from faith. And they will, it says in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, they will pay attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons. In other words, they will not hold true to the teaching of the Word of God. God bless you. They won't do it. They, they just won't hold to these. They want to be led by deceitful spirits and, 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 and doctrines of demons. That's why when, when Steve said so clearly that he went to churches and tried to find something, and most of the churches were just tickling his ear. They weren't telling the truth of the Word of God. And he and his family, I guess, got up and left. Done that before myself. The question is, is it true? But is it true what we just read a little while ago? Are are people doing such satanic work? I want you to take a clear look. Stand back, take a clear look at the state of our government today. Take a clear look of where we're going as a people on this these United States of America. I'm telling you, you and I better be careful who we vote into office this coming presidential election. Some say we've gone too far. I don't believe that. I believe God can do anything. But in the day of Jesus Christ, Satan used Herod, a human. He used the religious leaders who rejected Jesus Christ, all human. He used Judas, human being, and on and on it goes. Let's not worry about what took place about the day of Christ. Let's take a, a look at what's happening today in a society in which you and I live. Today, Satan uses Hollywood. Have you seen some of the movies that are made? Don't. Don't. The lifestyle that they proclaim and they promote is, is anything but godly. Liberal media, they promote that. TV, oh my gosh. I sometimes watch something and I think, if my dad saw what I was watching, and it's not—it's supposed to be okay stuff. It's changed that much in the years. Our educational system, our young people are being taught lies, trying to take God right out of everything. Our government. I have no respect for it. Anyone who opposes Israel, be careful. Be careful of anyone that opposes the great nation of Israel. God says that we are to protect them at all costs. Look at our government and see what they say about Israel. Just this past week, I heard that they've made a proclamation that anyone attacks uh, any uh, one of the nations that got the right to have nuclear power? Anyone that attacked them, that the United States would protect that nation against who attacked? Who's going to be the, the major one that's going to attack them? Israel. And we're going to be fighting against Israel. You better hope that doesn't happen. How about uh, liberal churches that refuse to teach the Word of God? They are being led by Satan. Some of them don't even know it. And on and on it goes. Therefore, you and I must be careful who we listen to, what we listen to, and for what reason do you listen to it. Be careful who we allow to lead our children and ourselves, whether it be at work or pastors that you watch maybe on television. I mean, I, I already outed a guy named uh, Joel Joel Olstein, I wouldn't watch him. I, 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 wouldn't let him. I wouldn't let him do my, my lawn. And I had a, a woman want to leave the church because I spoke so unkindly of Joel Osteen Well, he's, he's, he's a heretic. He's a heretic. He, by his own admission, he believes there's many ways to God, not just Jesus Christ. The Pope. Uh, no, never mind. Let me, let me not say too much. It's true they they do they have no they have no desire to follow the very teachings of the word of god they want to placate their the masses so that the masses will love them it's so wrong there's only one that you and i need to love us and that's god everyone else is bonus everyone else is bonus hey. wow that's why i love this that's why when i go to oregon i'm going to be i don't know what i'm going to do you're gonna, you go watch me. I'll be preaching to the squirrels. Huh? Hey, hey, hey! Come over here. Bring a, bring an acorn. Bring an acorn for an offering. You know. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go batty. I don't know what in the world am I gonna do? It's it's just it's beyond me. I can't imagine. But I love you, church. I love you guys. I'm overtime. We got to get going. I'm not quite yet done. I'm sorry. We need to be careful who we listen to. Satan wants to devour you. And there are a lot of people, godly, good, I mean not godly, good people that, that are, being, are, are, being, are being led by him who don't even realize it. I, I have family members. They, they just don't realize it. They're, and they're sweet people. So he says in verse 9, let's get to the end of this, we're to, we're to resist Satan. And any false teacher, you, you need, you must be careful who you listen to concerning the word of God. And you resist them by standing firm in your faith. You need to understand what you believe and why you believe it. John says this in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15, 16, and 17. One of the great places in all of Scripture, which Steve will be teaching out of 1 John. When he gets to chapter 2, he's going to say these words. John says, don't love the world. Don't do it nor the things in the world. By the way, I always point like that's the world. The world's over there too. But I I guess I I point out the window. I don't know what I'm doing. But I always do that. I notice that. I always... Watch it. These guys are okay. What's up? No. He says, don't love the world, nor the things in the world. If you do love the world, he says, the love of the Father's not in you. You need to be careful. He says, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life, they're not from the Father, he said. They're from the world. And the world, he says, is passing away. And also it's lusts. But the one who does the will of God will last forever. That's what I want you and me to be. The one who does the will of God. So Peter's suggestion of fighting off Satan is simple. Verse 8, be on the alert. Verse 9, resist the devil and stand firm in your faith. Stand firm in your faith. I'm going to skip over two verses that are not that, not that relevant, but basically, it's, it's be careful that you think you can, you can tell Satan what to do. Like, I'm going to bind you. you. You have no right to say that. God has only given that right to apostles and to his son. You and I cannot bind Satan. Don't you think if we could, we would have bound him by now? No, he's running amok. The one thing that you and I can do is to stay alert. Resist him. And you resist him by standing firm upon the Word of God, your faith. I think James, honestly, I think James says it best. In James chapter 4 and verse 7, James says, Submit to God, resist the devil, James says, And he, the devil, will flee from you. So if you want to get him away from you, resist him, submit to God, and God will make him flee from you and me. I believe that with all my heart. You see, Satan is a liar. We say that. We learn that from John chapter eight, verse forty-four. He is also a deceiver of people. That's Revelation chapter twenty. The only sure way for you and me to stand firm against him is faithful obedience to the Word of God. Period. Case is closed. So be on the alert. Resist him. Stand firm in your faith. I add what James says, James 4, 7. Submit yourself to God and Satan will flee from you. That's truth, but he'll come back. He's not going to just, oh, he's too tough, I'll go to someone else. No, he'll circle around and come back and try to figure out another way to deceive you. Be on the alert. Resist the devil. Submit to God. Stand true to your faith. and He'll flee from you. What is the faith? Listen to Jude. Jude's only one chapter and I'm done now. It's only one chapter and there's only verse 3. So Jude 3. Jude says, Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about, note what he says, our common salvation. There is a common salvation. He says, I felt it necessary to write to you appealing that you, note, contend earnestly for the faith faith what faith he says which was listen now don't miss this which was once for all handed down to the saints the one true faith was given to the apostles they passed it on to the next generation the next generation passed it on to the next generation the next generation passed it down till it got to us and if the lord should tarry we should pass it on to the next generation There isn't a myriad of faiths out there. There is but one way to God. That's it. Trust in Him. Be alert, folks. Resist Satan. Submit yourself to God. He'll flee from you. Stand firm in your faith. Now, I want to tell you, I love you. I love you as well. I love you guys so much. Um, Other services, I'm real late. I'm six minutes over. I ask your forgiveness. Uh, I, norm- I wanted to say goodbye. I'll do that again next week and then the week after that. But I'm, 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 I'm going to be a mess trying to say goodbye to you the last week. There's no way I can do it. I know it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Hopefully I get hit by a truck before then. <laughs> and then I, I, won't be able, I won't have to do that. I'll send you a message. I'm all right. <laughs> I love you. <ya. laughs> now I, 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 Don't forget to come up here And if you need prayer. Uh, thanks for being here. You've made you've made this this man here um, a very very blessed 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 individual, being able to preach the word of God to you as, as often as I you've allowed me, and you're going to be in great hands. Pastor Mark's the right guy. He's the right guy, and he is really married to a dynamite woman by the name of Terry. Get to know them both. Get to know them both. Don't you dare leave this place because I'm leaving. I'll be so upset with you if you do. Father, thank you for this day. Father, thank you for the baptism we have coming up. It'll be a a joy. Anyone that needs prayer, Father, may they come up front and ask uh, for those that are there to pray for them and, and lift them up. And Lord, thank you so much that you've given us a formula how to deal with this one that is so evil. That is trying to devour us. We don't need to fall prey to him. We can be on the alert. We can stand firm in our faith. We can resist him and flee to you. And submit to you. And you'll have him flee from us. So Lord let us do that. Thank you Father for this day. In Jesus precious name. Amen.